Dear baby girl, today I want to talk to you about unsupportive partners and what to do. Before I start, I just want to say that this episode will probably, not probably, this episode will contain foul language. So if you've got little kids listening or, you know, even big kids, I suggest don't listen to it right now and just come back when you are alone. Yeah? Okay, cool. So, now that it's adults only, um, what I want to talk to you specifically today is not unsupportive friends or siblings or family members or parents because, let's be honest, you just don't tell them um, and you just do your goal quietly and it's fine. What I'm talking about specifically is your partner, so your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your fiance, um, whatever the case is, because we want to share things with them, right? Not all of them are supportive. If you are not married, may I suggest run? Run. If you are married, you know, we did make a commitment before the Lord, and uh, Jesus does teach us in the book of Matthew that if we divorce without the other person you know, cheating or dying, then we're committing adultery and the person we fall in love with is committing adultery and when you really love someone, you don't want that for them. So my suggestion, um, and again, I'm not telling you how to live your life, this is just what I believe and what I think. Um, you don't have to agree with me, that's fine. But my suggestion is if you are in a marriage, with a, a partner, a spouse that does not support you. Uh, I'm going to get more into detail about it, but from a spiritual point of view, just, you know, be faithful, obey the Lord, keep your head down and pray because eventually um, God will will come and rescue us all. He has to, right? He loves us. Just keep the faith. Don't pull us here. And if you don't know what I mean, it's... Uh, God promised Sarah and Abraham that they were going to have a child. They were already old. Sarah got impatient waiting and she told um, she told her husband Abraham to go and um, have a baby with another woman. God eventually kept his promise because that's what he does. And he gave her a baby. But now there was this um, side chick with the baby. So don't pull this hair. <laughs> you know, wait for God. Trust me on this one. Okay. So, unsupportive spouse. Um, this could be anything from um, you telling. Yeah. Okay. Imagine this, and you know, you know what it's like. I know what it's like. We have our dreams. We start daydreaming. We start imagining in detail what it's going to look like, how we're gonna feel, um, how big, how incredible it is, and we want to share it with you know our partners. Of course, we do. So we go and we tell them, oh, you know what? I can't wait. You know, my book's gonna be published. And I'm gonna send it to all these, um, all these publishers, and one of them's gonna sign. Is going to publish me, and I can't wait. And people are gonna read my book. And then um, he'll say something like, "Why don't you just self-publish?" You know, and you go, and then already you feel deflated. You're already thinking, he doesn't think a publisher will take my book he wants me to self-publish 
but you ignore it, you push it to the side, and you go and you explain that as a writer who wants to be an author, or in my case, I love the word authoress, and that's what I want to be an authoress. Um, self publishing is not the way I personally want to go. I, I want to do it the old fashioned way where I get all the rejection letters, kind of like、um, JK Rowling, and kind of collect them. And then when the right publisher finally sees it, then the book goes big, and then I can go, ha, all these publishing houses rejected me. I mean, you want the story, you want the rejection story for when the book goes big. And、um, he'll look at me and he goes, that might never happen. Like,、uh, hello, what? So you just look at, like, at this point, You know, you're either like a big person and you try to go, well, you never know, dreams come true when I'm working hard. Or、um, maybe they don't outright say that it might never happen. Maybe they're a little cocky and they say, well, yeah, we'll see, maybe. Like brushing you off like kids' dream. And it's like, fuck you, asshole. This is my dream. Can you not get excited for me? We're in a partnership. I pretend to get excited for your shit. Get excited for me too. You know? And that's what you do. When、um, my spouse had like, dreams about achieving his goal and he re- just wouldn't work on his goal. Wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. It was just like, oh, starting strong and then just nothing. You know? I'm not going to be like, well, You don't work on it, you're not gonna achieve it, blah, blah, blah. I, I get into the fantasy with, with him, like, oh yeah, when your goal is achieved, it's gonna be so cool, and you can do this. And I, you know, even though, like, personally, it's like, well, <laughs> you gotta work on it, dude. I'm not gonna say that to him, I'm gonna dream along with him. Because his goal, his dream, is not for me to do. My goal, my dream, is not for him to do. but... To shoot another person down, to hold them back, or, or here, here's one like this podcast, for example, right? Let's say、um, you are trying to start a podcast and you, you're excited, maybe,、um, maybe, well, what's now football? It's Super Bowl season. In America, maybe you love football, so you start a podcast around football, and your husband, who loves football, you know,、um, won't listen, won't even listen to your podcast, doesn't want to hear about your podcast.、Um, every time you need to go record, he, he, he's like, Well, no, I need you for this, I need you for that. And, you know, that's not supportive, even if he doesn't outright say, Hey,、um, hello. <laughs> I don't want you doing this podcast. He'll kind of like jump in and will be, be like, Well, yeah, I know, this, I know this is your time to record a podcast. It's always been your time to record a podcast. I'm not going to use those words. Instead, I'm going to be like, Hey, babe, I'm really hungry. Can you do this? Or, Really? You're going now? Really? You're just going to leave me here with the kid for like 15 minutes? Really? And then, you know. You feel guilt. You feel like bad and you don't do it. And, you, and even if you decide that, no, screw this, I'm gonna do it. You go down and you can't focus, you know? Or,、um, like, okay, personally, you know, you all know I love writing. That's my thing. I love writing. I'm constantly writing on, I've got notes. Like, 
the note app on my iPhone. I'm writing on there. I'm writing um, on my my laptop. I'm just I need to write, and when something comes, at, which is why I started notes. I've got like all these different things, and you know, before um, the notes came around, I would have to not come down into my office or we were in a one bedroom apartment I couldn't just go into the bedroom pull out my laptop because there was always someone coming in and if you're a writer or an artist you know that when when you're doing the art your art or your music or um, your sketches or your writing or your poem you know you kind of how do I explain this? You kind of get pulled into another universe almost, like another reality where you're creating like this. When I'm writing, I'm creating this world, these these characters that only exist in my mind, but I kind of like, as I'm typing them, they're very real and it's very immersive to me. So, and it's something that's so raw and so personal to me that I cannot write in front of other people. Heck, I can't even write in front of my three-year-old who can't read. Just because I, I need to kind of be able to to leave um, reality and dive into the pages. Which, you know what? There's only one authoress that I've ever read that's been able to do that for me. And that is Lucy Maud Montgomery. I love her books if you don't know her she's the author of Anne of Green Gables that whole series and she's got so many others um when I'm reading her book I feel it's like it's like the the words disappear and I'm in her in the world that she was making up that she was you know immersed in when writing that's what I feel anyway okay so this is what you do so let's say that this asshole of a spouse because yes they're an asshole if you're not married to this person run run like Forrest Gump and if you do not know who Forrest Gump is um man I feel old but um go and watch the movie it's hilarious okay run run Forrest run 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 away from that person um because if someone cannot support you um they're going to constantly hold you back whether it's their own insecurities whether it's their um possession whether they they want to morph you into something that you're not you don't need that you're not married run go find someone who will support you and guess what they are pray to god and do not pull a Sarah. do not marry this person um when your prayers will be answered just wait on the lord and have faith okay if you are married, well, we still have to have faith. Um, we can't run. We have to obey God always, no matter what we do. We have free choice. But obeying God always leads to um, his mercy, to miracles happening. You know? Um, so, yeah, we cannot leave. So, I thoroughly suggest no, not to talk to him or her about it sounds crazy but don't when i am recording this podcast for example look 
he didn't show much interest. I don't know if he's just not supportive or if he just really doesn't care about podcasts because he doesn't listen to any other podcast. And maybe that's just it. Who knows? But because I know he's not interested and he, one or two times where I have brought it up, the podcast specifically, he has shown zero interest. I don't talk to him about it. I don't even think he knows what my podcast is about. I didn't I don't care. I like right now, it's 11:30 p.m. um Sunday night. And he's up in his office, I'm down in mine and I'm recording. Right? I'm doing my thing. Baby girl, we're on season 2 together. You think I'm going to let a man stop me? Mm-mm. No girl. No, 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 no. Same thing with um my writing. But I think the writing is more a personal thing. He straight down shot it. You know, I was so surprised because writing has always been my thing. It's not like we we dated in high school, we got married, and now it's like, oh, my new hobby. I was writing when I was in elementary school. I remember the particular school that I was at uh, when we finished a test, right? We could pull out a book to read or you know blank paper and I remember I used to read like I used to rush through those tests I could care less about passing them I just wanted to finish them so I could read so I could write and you know what I remember I was grade 6 that's what 12 12 12-ish 11 12-ish and I started writing a book (laughs) you know I wish so bad I could find that book it was basically about a little ghost an Irish ghost who was talking about her life (laughs) you know but she was a kid you know I was a kid I wrote what I knew she was a kid never finished it (laughs) you know the exams finished and and then I kept running out of paper and I don't know what happened it's so funny I wish I wish I could find it and just I'd hold on to that so you know and that wasn't the first time I um I've always loved the written word I mean I think one of the first couple of podcasts that we did together baby girl I spoke about it about my dreams being authoress that's gone a lot slower than I thought but that's because these characters keep evolving in my head scenarios keep evolving I keep changing my mind about um how i want the story to end but i am still writing i'm still going after it i this particular book will be done but i am now trusting the creative process and i am i don't want to rush to to finish just to finish i'm pouring my soul into it and i'm finding it very therapeutic so whereas before it was just i want to be published which of course what authoress or what author out there does not want to be published if we do there is nothing more thrilling than knowing that words that you've written scenarios that you've made up characters that you dreamt up in your head and you know that other people are reading it and enjoying it you know what i mean there is nothing more thrilling than that but before they can read it and fully enjoy it i need to put my heart my soul into it so do I talk to him about it? Absolutely fucking not. 
that is my heart, my soul. He's not supportive at all. He um, used to make such condescending, cutting remarks um, that I would be up in cloud nine dreaming about it. And he would cut me, da- cut me down. And his excuse, his fucking bullshit excuse um, was, he just doesn't want me to get my hopes up because then I'll get hurt. I'm, it's like, I'll get hurt? Fuck you. I'm going to succeed. I am going to succeed. Might not be on his timeline, you know? And then whenever I tell him one day I'll be making money from this book because I will. I know it, baby girl. I know it. In the core of me, I can see it. I can see people reading this book. Um, he rolls his eyes. He does the sigh like, oh, yeah, we'll see. Like, yes, we will see. We will see. And it just makes me so angry. And it just makes me think, what? So I decided... My goals, my precious goals that are so close to my heart, I am not fucking telling him. Then, baby girl, two weeks ago, I joined Weight Watchers. Not a sponsor, not a sponsored. I'm not sponsored by anyone. I am not doing this podcast to make money. You know this. I know this, but just have to remind you. And if I ever do make money from it, I'll let you know. But I doubt it because this podcast is really just a platform, you know, to share, to grow, to to achieve. Okay, so yeah, I started Weight Watchers, and the way Weight Watchers works is there's three different plans. Um, you take a quiz, and they set you up with a plan. Each plan will have points, um, like you're, you're allocated certain points um, per day, and each like food. Um, it's like different points and you can only have up to that so um, I don't know some foods might be one point some might be three some might be you get the point anyway before I started this the Weight Watchers right I um, I used to have a sweet tooth I remember going um, to the shops or the store with him and saying Oh, yum, I've never had the fudge covered Oreos. Let's buy it. And he laughed at me. He said, no, no, we've got stuff at home. It's fine. What's stuff? We didn't have stuff at home. We had box cake. Anyway, so that was the thing. I kid you not, baby girl. Um, so Saturdays, we do our thing. We watch our movies. It's, I decided 2020 is going to be our couple time. Saturday is going to be for us. Um which by for us it means we'll watch an episode or two of the walking dead or a movie and then he goes up and i go up and we separate so there's like no talking but it's something and um yesterday in canada we had like it wasn't the best weather and i was gonna do some instacart for some snacks because he's like you know what i'd like some snacks and i was like you know what i know some low point snacks that i can have sure because i mean it's all about balance he's like no i'm gonna go to the shops so like okay you know the kid and i will come with you like okay no problem he proceeded to buy chocolate 
three packets of Pringles uh, cookies. Um, I think it was yeah other two other packets of, of crisps or chips depending on where you're from the Cheetos ones yeah so that's now a total of five things of chips three Pringles and two like Cheetos or whatever uh-huh and I, oh, I can't remember what else it was a whole bunch of other stuff a whole bunch of other stuff that I I can't eat <laughs> so I'm like uh, okay okay he then sits in front of me I'm, I'm, I have stuff like a rice cake, like the cheese rice cakes and my pop, popcorn, you know, and oh, he bought ice cream as well. We were going through the ice cream aisle and he says to me, would you be upset if I bought some ice cream? This is after he's got all this stuff. So I said, yes, I'd be upset if you bought a large tub of ice cream. <laughs> like, what the hell? At that moment, I saw, um, you know, those like small tubs of ice cream, but it was like the the low calorie one anyway i pull out my my weight watches apps and i check it and the apps the point are good so i said okay well, you know what i'm gonna buy this ice cream you buy whatever ice cream you want <laughs> because i can't i mean two weeks in baby girl i'm not superwoman i'm gonna see chocolate and ice cream and yeah i'm gonna want the smell like the smell and right next to me on the sofa eating this <laughs> stuff that he would n- he- <laughs> not buy this stuff or this ridiculous amount in so long you know but now that I'm on diet you know and then it's kind of like I don't know and then oh and then little changes like um I can have whole wheat pasta because my particular plan it's zero points where it's regular pasta you know it's more points he refuses to change the whole wheat and then skim milk is zero points in coffee whereas i think one percent or two percent up at those points already and he refuses to even try and what we used to do is we used to have two bags um of milk per week all i'm doing is changing because yeah in canada we've got bags so if you can't picture bags picture cartons so let's say two cartons each you know not each two cartons of milk per week right all we did all I did was change out the one to, you know, skim milk and he's accusing me of adding expenses. And it's like, I am not adding expenses. It's <laughs> cheaper by a couple of cents even, you know. So, yeah, what I'm doing is, yeah, we had a fight. We had a huge fight. But then I'm like, you know what? We have his mine and our money. I'm just going to use my money because I'm not going to let him stop me. And I was good, baby girl. I did not eat his stuff. I wanted to. Oh, man, oh, man, did I want to. But I did not. I had um, a little bit of my ice cream. I had my AirPod popcorn. I was good. <laughs> Pretty proud of myself, actually. Because I know him long enough to know that he's threatened. And he probably doesn't even realize. So what I'm doing is... I'm no longer telling him, oh, I've lost this much weight or I've lost that much weight. I am um, no longer um, fighting with him about swapping out foods. 
I'll swap out the food and I'll like brown rice, for example. I go, well, what do you think? What do you think of the rice? And if it goes good, I'll say, see, it goes, it's just rice. And I'm like, yeah, you see, I changed it. You don't even realize that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, you know, and actually, maybe I shouldn't even say that. So just have a, a big freak out. But I am not sharing my dreams, my hopes with him. I'm still working on it. I'm not letting him deter me. It sounds horrible. I know it sounds horrible, but don't. Don't talk to them about it. If they try to bring you down, say, that's my dream. It's my goal. I'm working on me. What's your goal? What are you working on? Switch it on around them, you know? And because people like that, they're in love with themselves. They want to talk about themselves, you know? So switch it around. Um, And when he he'll start I'll, I think it, if I ever slept because I mean oh sometimes you get so excited about your dreams you you do slip and it's your spouse you want to share stuff with them I mean heavens heavens me I'm not the only one surely I can't be the only one don't share it with them I have told you this in another podcast like the same thing with family members do not share it with them but especially not with um with an unsupportive, un, I can't even talk, an unsupportive spouse. That's number one. Number two, you make time to work on yourself, on your um, goals. So let's say you know for a fact that your spouse is off playing video games at 11.30 at night and you're awake in any case. Do your stuff then, you know? Um, find opportunities because you cannot let them because yes if you've got the type of spouse that's like always needing you there's gotta be a point when they're either asleep or watching tv because if they're grown grown and they still need you for this or they still need you for that it means they're so dependent they're probably sitting with their their butt on the couch or on behind a, a laptop playing video games or watching youtube or netflix or whatever it is you know and when they're distracted you go work on you quietly don't have to say anything you really don't working in you could be as simple as listening to a podcast while you cook put on your headphones um and if it's let's say it's fitness right let's say you've got zero fitness and that's something you want to work up to put on your headphones put on music dance while you're cleaning the kitchen you know dance around skate around pretend i don't know pretend it's it's a concert or like a play where you're one of those dancers who like lumiere you know and be our guest where they don't just serve um the dishes there's a whole dance and a song do that but while you're taking the dishes out of the dishwasher putting it in the cupboard you know you're moving you're gaining fitness you know and it's not in anyone's time because you know what you're doing the chores you can't complain um if uh, if he's the type that is isolating you from everyone that's abuse that is abuse you need to seek help there are shelters there are um there are there must be someone and if that that is happening then i suggest you do leave but you start slowly you start slowly you, you gather money slowly and it could be like doing all odd jobs or um um if he doesn't know your salary you can um ask 
your your employer and just sit down and be honest with them and say hey i have a situation at home i don't want to get into it could i please have two checks or could i please have a check and then the like something like two different payments or can i have this amount into this account and that amount into another account and into a completely separate bank another thing you want to do is when you're signing up for a new bank let them know let them know your situation um do not sign up at the same bank that um you and your current abuser are at um what else oh yes um do not log make up a new email and do not log into that email at your work and i mean at home unless it's incognito if you can log in at work instead do it you know it's just because you don't want to to have your abusive controlling spouse looking at your emails and figuring out and, and it sounds scary but i personally i personally know someone very closely who had a spouse like that and to the point where she left her spouse he was completely like obsessed and possessive and and she wasn't a saint this this person was no saint trust me but um it was it's disgusting it's horrible and yeah so if that is the situation you're in you need to have a plan of attack know that it might take a while you know have an escape plan start saving up that money um because you're going to need a money for first and last down payment of an apartment you're going to need the money for a divorce or for separation um do you know what i mean uh, okay so so don't share with them is number one number two still make time to work on your goal even if it's like two minutes a day or see like me i'm not um inconveniencing him or i'm not leaving him with the kid or and for the most part he's okay but if he had to find out that i was coming down here to write it would be like hey what are you doing are you still writing it's been forever i take out my phone and i just write i mean i, I could be on facebook he could care less if i was on facebook um he could care less if i was playing a game because 99.9 percent of the time this man is either playing video games on his computer or on his phone that's it so um you know if i pop out my phone quickly and write out a couple lines not a big deal you know i would never ever put my goal above my kid that's me as a mom my kid comes first it's god my kid my goals and then my husband and the reason it's my goals and then my husband is because he's unsupportive to the point where I'm like, Ugh, I'm over it. I'm over it emotionally. Um, I am, but it's not just him. When I told other family members that I regret not going and studying journalism, right? Immediately they're like, oh, you wouldn't like journalism. It's too political. I'm like... <laughs> you know what there are journalists who work for magazines there are journalists that work online not all journalists are political journalists i regret not going into it because i would have 
been able to hone my writing skills.、Um, they're at university for a reason. They learn techniques, they learn all sorts of things that I don't even know what they learned, but I just wish I had learned it. And it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't enjoy it,、mm, whatever, you know? And it's like, hello. <laughs> I'm not, and at that point, I'm like, I'm not sharing my dream with anyone. And then I found someone to share my dream with. And I have written kids' books, but this is not the book where I'm pouring out my heart. The one I'm pouring out my heart, taking time, that's still going. I've written a whole bunch of kids' books. And this person not only supports me, she's in it with me. You know what she's doing? She's illustrating for me. And then we're going to start knocking on publishers' doors as soon as I've got the illustrations, which is so exciting. But the point is, I shared my dream with the right people and with you guys now. So, you know,、um, most people in my life don't know about my podcast. They don't, you know? And that's okay. Because I'm not here to talk to them. I'm not here to be judged by them and scrutinized. And, you know, I'm here to talk to you. And I'm here to grow with you. And as I'm growing, to grow with you. Okay. The next thing you need to do is to make sure you believe in yourself. Because chances are, it's not the first time you've tried to、um, talk to your spouse or your partner. And you've probably been cut down and chopped down and had all these comments thrown at you so much that you are now kind of doubting yourself. You are now wondering if they're correct, if you are the loser that they make you out to be. That's when you really, and I mean really, really, really need to stop and get to know yourself. You need to know why you think certain things. Right?、Um, is it because of things other people have said, whether it's current or in your childhood? Why do you feel certain things? Why did you feel certain things in the past that led you to, to this decision? You know? And it's, these are tough, tough, tough questions.、Um, so bring out the tissues because. Knowing your why, why you are the way you are, you know, accepting your past and embracing it is the first step to healing. Let's say, for example,、um, and I've said this before, where I was always accused of being too sensitive, as if it was a bad thing, as if it was a horrible thing. I try to fix it. I try to harden myself. I try to not feel things. But you know what, baby girl? Yes, I feel the negative emotions more deeply. But on the plus side, I get to feel the hopes and the dreams and the happiness so much more than the average person. Isn't that a plus? Right? I remember being told over and over growing up that I'm too sensitive. I, you're too sensitive. Oh, you know, every time I was sad about anything, oh, you're too sensitive. Like, you're so sensitive. Blah, blah, blah. And looking back, the way I felt was valid. Sure, once or twice I might have been feeling it too deeply, but looking back, no, I wasn't. 
No, not at all. I was being emotionally abused. Um, and my sadness was valid. Not overly sensitive. So not only was I being emotionally abused, I was also being kicked for feeling negative about that abuse. I am now, thank goodness, far away from from the people who did this to me and it was literally only once I started asking myself why. My first why was with God when I asked him, why did you make me so sensitive? What is wrong with me? Please fix me. And God very clearly answered that he made me this way for his purpose so that he can use me. And ever since then, I have felt at peace. I trust God. I don't know if he's already used my sensitivity or if he's going to, but, he, but I am this way for his purpose. Therefore, it's not a mistake. Therefore, it's nothing wrong. God created me. He created me with this personality trait, right? That was my first why. You need to ask yourself why. I um, didn't realize I was being emotionally abused at all. No, I was, which is sometimes you don't even realize what's happening to you until you're out of the situation and you look back. Hindsight is twenty twenty, And it was only when I started asking, why did I do certain things in life? What was I thinking? Okay, so I did this because I, I felt this way. Why would I feel this way? What was happening? Oh, so this, oh wait, you know what? And because this happened, oh, and you know what? When I was 12, oh, there's a pattern. I see it. Oh. And knowing that, you're able to heal. And you're able to kind of almost turn around, hug your former self goodbye, close the window, turn around, and start to step into your own. Start to step into your confidence where it's between you and God. And it has nothing to do with the other people. And I'm not going to lie. Getting people involved and they not um, not supportive, it is still going to hurt. We're not superhuman once we've begun healing. And sometimes it'll take a long time. Sometimes that healing will be quick, but you need to know the why first. We're human. It's going to hurt. <laughs> no matter how strong you are, it's going to hurt. You know? You could be the queen of the world. Someone says a mean comment. It's going to hurt. You can pretend like it doesn't. You can try to brush it off and pep yourself up. You're a human. It's going to. So um, figure out why. If you know why it hurts, you can kind of go, oh, I see it. Oh yeah, it's hurting because of this. I get it. Okay, this is what I need to do. Okay, they call me too sensitive. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me take a step out. Let me look at the situation. Am I being too sensitive? Yes. Uh, okay, I'll cry. I'll give it a good cry. I'll be fine. Or let me look at the situation. Am I being too sensitive? No. Mm-mm. Not this time. No, sister, not this time. Okay, so why is this affecting me? Oh, right, of course, because I was 
this and this and this. Okay, no, that's fine. And why are they calling me too sensitive? Hmm. You know what? I know this spouse of mine long enough. I know something's happened and I know this happened in his past. Blah, blah, blah. And maybe I don't have the full picture, but I have a little bit. You know? And it's not important that you know their why. You know, it helps. Yes, it helps. But it's important for you to know your why. So that when they start, you are able to step out of the situation and look. So gain your confidence, girl. You got this. And when you're feeling like there's no one to support you, that no one's got your back, Mama B has your back. I've got your back. I believe in you. And if I did not believe in you, there is no way I would be doing this podcast because it would be a waste of time which it clearly is not because we're growing and we're growing together anyway love you forever bye